From the Madison Metropolitan School District, this is Lead to Liberate, a podcast documenting stories of inspiration, growth, and empowerment across our schools. Wow, I just love that music. Uh, welcome back again. I am Dr. Carlton D. Jenkins, the very proud superintendent, Madison Metropolitan School District, and here we are on Lead to Liberate. And today, once again, Thanks for joining us. We have a very special guest from our community, not a stranger to anyone. He continues to pour into our community, pour into our scholars, just pour into our school system and the broader community. Today, we have none other than Dr. Floyd Rose. How you doing, Dr. Rose? I, I, I'm blushing, but nobody would know it. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for this uh, wonderful introduction and this opportunity to chat with you. Uh, well, Dr. Rose, you've done so much. It's kind of hard not to talk about just a few of the things that you've done in our community. And, and you've been around for a while now, helping so many, not only just students, but adults and providing mentorship. But this particular segment that we have you in, and we want you to kind of share that with the community and how this really helps all of us in terms of knowing African-American history. And as I believe, this is the oldest run academic challenge of this sort in the state. Can you tell us a little bit about it? That is correct. We actually uh, started, I believe, oh, approximately 1995 with our first activity, and it occurred with the Madison Metropolitan School District. And we've been doing this annually ever, ever after. And it's just been a phenomenal experience because primarily the focus on this is to try to parallel the good works of your school district, which uh, we believe is predicated off of exposure and encouragement. Uh, you have children that you uh, steward, and you in turn take a look at a situation where they can or they cannot, and possibly the corridor between that would be exposure and encouragement is what you dutifully provide through your educational staff on an ongoing basis. So the, the marriage initially was with someone who got it that we didn't have to explain it to and really embraced it with us as we got into this almost 30 years ago. And this has moved in a way that uh, is, has superseded anything we ever thought because now we work with four school districts where we used to have a local competition and that competition would represent the 100 black men of Madison and national competition. Oh, by the way, we won seven out of 28 years nationally. Wow. Um, but now we have four districts. We have Verona, we have Sun Prairie, um, we have Middleton Cross Plains in addition to the Madison Metropolitan School District. So there is a, a wonderful um, relationship that we've had with this school district. And uh, many of our uh, contestants uh, have gone on to do amazing things in life. In fact, there's one that you know that uh, you work with on an ongoing base, and that's Ali Mudro, who was our representative when she was at East High School and uh, she competed nationally at our annual conference in Las Vegas that was staged in that city at that time. So for our 
2023 event where, again, we will have local competition and then we will have our regional competition at the Verona Area School District. Prior to uh, COVID, uh, our regional competition was uh, in the chambers, the legislative chambers of the state capitol. And uh, that was uh, a, a wonderful uh, situation. And viewing the death and breath of the Verona uh, High School Auditorium, which is just amazing in itself, uh, we're, we're moving forward uh, in, in a place that has the ambiance that I think this event deserves. But nothing's like coming home and Madison Metro School District, this is home. This is where it all began. And um, we're just very, very blessed to have had that opportunity. Well, I tell you, that's quite awesome. And you're talking about the 30th year of having an event like this. This is amazing. And where you started, right here at, Dole, at the Dole Building in Madison Metropolitan School District. Last year, being at the event and just seeing the diversity and listening to you now talking about Verona, Middleton Cross Plains, Sun Prairie also joining in this wonderful academic challenge. What about the growth? What have you seen? And why is it so important to have this spread out like this? Well, the one thing that was uh, essential when we started out was we did not do this for the purpose of uh, fostering a constricted knowledge to certain students. This was a broad-based activity. We've always include, included children of other races, of, other, of, of all genders. It wasn't about anything other than appreciation for a segment of individuals who have done phenomenal things and that there was not the kind of acknowledgement or back to learning exposure. We believe that a child who is not African-American can benefit as much from this exposure as one who is, because it's all about what someone did. And we don't want children to think that only this group can do this or that group can do something. Everybody can contribute. Everybody has the same value. Everybody has the same worth. And the way to do that is to teach it. Mm -hmm. You know, to say, well, you know, I, there's so much out here right now. They, the kids can access the internet and they can access this and they have all this and all that great stuff. And so they don't really need a lot of directed exposure. I would argue from the students we've worked with over the years, we've found many students that have never been outside the city of Madison. And in many cases had parents who had never been outside the city of Madison. I'll give you a, a snippet. A few years ago, there was a young lady who was a member of a team that became our regional champion and the competition was in Florida. Mother approached us and said, I, I need a special chaperone. And we said, well, well we always have a chaperone. We have, we have um, many, many individuals who work with us that are professional social workers, uh, doctors, lawyers, you name it. We have 
already a set of chaperones that I, I think that you would find to be very acceptable. Well, my daughter, she, she's never been outside of Madison. And, I, and in order for me to say yes, I, I, I want somebody that she knows. I said, who is that? She said, well, there's a school counselor that we would like you to consider. Now, I understand what we do is we pay for the airfare, we pay for the lodging, we pay for the meals, whole nine yards, nothing. The contestants pay nothing. It's our privilege in order to, 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 to provide this to them. So we looked around and uh, sold a few pop bottles and got a little extra money <laughs> on the side. And we uh, hired the counselor to come out and be the, uh, the eyes and ears and conscious of her mom. And so everything worked out. And I walked by her uh, while she was out there and she was just staring out the window. And this is a beautiful uh, hotel facility with windows that are two stories high and you can just look out and see everything you want to see. It's on a beach and just beautiful. And I just saw her staring and just staring and just staring. I said, hmm, I think, and I was going to go over there and tap her on the shoulder and say, what are you doing? But I didn't want to, she was into something. I didn't want to, want to break that. So after the contest and after we returned home, I went over to somebody that, that knew this young lady. I said, you know, I saw, we'll call her Gracie. That's not her name, but we'll call her Gracie. I saw Gracie staring out the window and she was just mesmerized. It was just mind blowing how she was just so focused. And I thought I knew what she was doing, but I didn't want to say anything. And she said, what do you think she was doing? She was verifying that there really was an Atlantic Ocean. <clears throat> and, the, and the lady, the, the person I spoke with started smiling. She said, that's exactly what she was doing because the first thing she said was, Mom, to her mom as she was around, I saw the Atlantic Ocean. Wow. That's a sidebar, but that's the back to exposure. Just in what is being put forth to the children where they can also understand and discern that different authors have different views of things so that they understand that everything is not always the way it is but you need to investigate so you can make a determination of what is and what is not. Critical reading skills we think is essential and part of the game. We got into this though not about history. We got into this for self-concept. We wanted folk to understand that look like the people that they're reading about, that they have a heritage that is equal to everyone. And for those children that didn't look like the people they were reading, we wanted them to be respectful of a heritage of people that did amazing things, not always with the most money or anything else other than courage, integrity, and drive. Well, well, I tell you, Dr. Rose, that leads right into the next question because here on Lead to Liberate, we talk about it. 
The things that people are whispering about, we talk about it. Right now, the College Board is in a deep, deep battle uh, with several individuals, in particular the state of Florida, and talking about African-American history and the contributions being taken away from the school systems. And at the National Superintendents Conference, this was a piece of conversation that all of us were talking about. How do we share the contributions? Why we should be sharing the contributions? And it was pretty much a consensus out there. We need to bring in, in America's history, all history, all the contributions being made. And now seeing what you all had the foresight 30 years ago, starting off talking about individuals made contributions, it wasn't just intended for African-American students. How do you see that correlating today, just this whole academic challenge about African-American history to where we are today in the schools? And do you see the benefits of spreading that out, not just in your competition, but other lifting the contributions of others to America? I, I, I think that <laughs> um, I'm gonna date myself and uh, there used to be an entertainer named James Brown. And while James was performing, James uh, had a statement where he said, give the drummer some, which meant let, 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 let him in. Get, let this give him some, some uh, accolades and what have you. And we kind of look at it the same way. We should be comprehensive enough to let everyone, everyone have exposure to all histories, not one history, but all histories. And I think it would be pretty easy to just relegate that to many situations of that history occurring within the confines of American history. Mm. I, I, I think it's a matter of dealing with more rather than dealing with less. It's there. I think that Native populations, there should be a place for their history to be understood. For Jewish Americans, Chinese Americans, those of different religions, why do we constrict it to just one or one snapshot? Because I, I, I and just me, but I think it's such a rich learning opportunity that we missed the ball by, by not broadening it rather than to constrict it. Wow, uh, quite a statement. And as we're continuing to move in MMSD, you know, our whole goal is to continue to be anti-racist. And we're just being explicit and we're trying to include everyone so individuals identify differently, uh, however they identify, choose to identify. When we say all, we mean all. So just hearing the fact that today we're talking about just from um, racial perspective, but there's gender perspective, there's political perspective. We always say we educate all children and we want to make sure we keep that at the forefront of our work. So it's very appreciative to have someone like you to stay in the fight, making sure that we're lifting up a particular group, but not just to that group, but to everyone else because all contributions are important in our society. Right here in close proximity, we actually have the first African-American mayor. Now, can you tell me a little bit about that? That's my, my challenge for you. Do you know who that person is, first of all? <laughs> I know exactly who that person is who was elected in 1991 as the first African-American uh, 
mayor in the state of Wisconsin at that time. Um, First African-American mayor, mean like male or female? At that time, recently, uh, you have uh, that uh, with the gentleman in Milwaukee, but at that time, the first African-American, unless I got it wrong, but I don't think, and that is Francis Huntley Cooper, who is an amazing, off the chart um, warrior to do good for everybody, not somebody, I mean everybody. And for someone to have the wherewithal to step out and do something that no one did, no one did, that's, that's, that's amazing. Just think about that. I mean, I don't know too many people who ha that have done something that no one has done. Well, I, 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 and I know a lot of people, but I don't know too many that have done something that no one has done and do it in a broad way and be of such desire to focus on service rather than recognition. Wow. Not, talk about a role model, she should have her own book. Wow, wow, Frances Huntley Cooper. Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear that and I'm glad to hear her story. I think this is something that will be great for all of our scholars, all of our community people to really understand that this is something that happened in 1991. You know, we have our challenges today, but even in 1991, to burst out and do something that no one had done, that's worth uh, recognizing, I think, in our community. Yeah, well, I tell you, just having you here today and talking about not doing an African-American history quiz, Bo, because we're much deeper than that, yeah. right? We yeah. talk about the academic challenge and the contributions that's been made, and I appreciate you showing up here because everybody in town, the, the 100 black men are so busy, and you're the leader of that. Thank you for all of your countless contributions you continue to make to not only our city, but to our entire region. Well, thank you, but I must express that I'm just a, a cog on a much bigger wheel, and the membership uh, of the 100 Black Men of Madison supersedes any one person, and just an extraordinary group of people. So we've been blessed. Well, thank you so much for being here. Hey, once again, thanks everybody, our audience out there for joining in to Lead to Liberate. And we look forward to seeing you next week as we will have another fantastic guest. Thank you so much. You're listening to Lead to Liberate, a podcast by the Madison Metropolitan School District demonstrating how the more we know, the more we grow.